Bubble, Bubble, are your spells giving you trouble? You've come to the right place. Just listen to Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Femita, episode 52. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of Magic and the Law of Attraction, how to create your own magic ritual. Do you want to live your magic every day? Of course you do. Well, rituals connect us to our magic and create a rhythm that brings us in closer contact to the magical world around us. The spells that we do on a regular basis can become a ritual that creates meaning and transformation in our lives. You know, it's totally fine. You can use a ritual that someone has taught you or that you've read about in a book, for example, but What about creating your own rituals? Can you do it? Is it allowed? Is it even possible? Well, in this episode, we'll not only answer those questions, but I'll teach you how to create rituals to deepen your spiritual practice and to make your magic personal and meaningful and infinitely more powerful. But before we get to that, let me share a couple of announcements. Do you want to go to which school? Consider this your owl bringing you your invitation. If you would like to learn about magic but don't want to leave the comfort of your own home, who does, then I have an answer. Every month I teach three amazing Zoom workshops. I teach a First Sunday's Witchcraft workshop, and these are how-to workshops showing you one specific magical topic. I've been focusing my First Sunday's Witchcraft workshops on Slavic magical practices for the last few months, and in the coming months, I'm going to be continuing that. And I'll be teaching topics such as Slavic spinning and weaving magic, the Slavic wax pouring ritual, and Slavic living fire magic, and so much more. If you aren't into Slavic magic, but you're into candle magic, well, you're in luck. There are also new moon candle spell workshops that I teach over Zoom. These come with a deluxe spell kit sent right to your door. And together we meet over Zoom and I show you the tips and tricks and drill down to the important details of the spell and most importantly, answer all of your questions so you can cast some powerful magic at home. Upcoming, I've got candle spells such as Ancestor Spirit Guide and the Bring My Lover candle spell. So you will check those out by going to either, well, I'm going to tell you in a second, witchcraftworkshops.com or to newmoonspells.com. I also teach a full moon workshop where you also get a spell kit sent to you and learn how to do some powerful spells without using candles. Some of the spells we'll be focusing on in the upcoming months are working with botanical incense, for example. So if you'd like to see the workshops that are coming up and sign up for them, just go to witchcraftworkshops.com and you will be amazed at the fun, inclusive, and very, very magical workshops that I have coming up just for you. So I hope you'll join me. Just go to witchcraftworkshops.com. So let's dive in and learn about the magic of ritual. Well, first of all, What is a ritual? So the dictionary defines a ritual as a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. 
Okay, so what that means is, in other words, a ritual is something that we do because we're doing a ceremony of some kind or we're doing a something spiritual or something secular, but we're doing a series of actions that are programmed for us. We have them either told what we're going to do or we have created for ourselves what we're going to do. Rituals can be done personally, privately, or they can be done in a group. There are secular rituals and there are spiritual rituals. Rituals are really known to all human societies. They include the things like, you know, worship rites and sacraments of organized religions or cults. But there are also secular ones or secular spiritual ones like rites of passage or rites of atonement or purification rites. Those are more spiritual ones. There's also the secular ones, the non-spiritual ones, like oaths of allegiance or dedication ceremonies, coronations, presidential inaugurations, marriages, funerals, birthdays, graduation, holidays. These all are rituals and rituals are incorporated into them. Now, we're not going to be talking about secular rituals and we're not going to be talking about religious rituals. We're going to be talking about magical rituals. Examples of Magical rituals can be, for example, the ones that I do that just came up out of the top of my head would be, for example, working with oils, applying oils to your body or putting oils into a bath or adding oils to an object to bless an object. That is a ritual. Working with incense. You can light incense just to make the room smell nice, but you can also work with incense in a ritual way. For example, clearing and cleansing a room or imbuing a space before you do some other kind of spell work. That's a ritual. Candle spells, of of course, candle spells are rituals. You know, we have a certain method that we use for candle spells. We'll talk about that as my example later on. But rituals, you know, are deeply involved in candle spells. We do this, and then we do this, and then we do this, and then we say our words, then we light the candle. That's a ritual. Other examples of rituals that we can do are baths and bathing. So we can do a cleansing bath, for example. We can work with a bath, you know, adding herbs, adding oils, adding salts, bath crystals, and so on to a bath to cleanse or imbue ourselves. That is a ritual. Incantations and affirmations can also be a ritual when you speak your spell words or when you speak an affirmation on a daily basis or throughout the day. That can be a ritual as well. Blessing yourself can be a ritual. Visualization can be a ritual. Doing readings, pulling an oracle card or a tarot card or working with a pendulum. All of those have ritual acts around them and they become rituals. So when we think about doing a magical ritual, we think about something that we're doing over and over again. Now, we could do something a few times and then the ritual's done. We could even do a ritual once, do a one-off ritual and never do it again. That's fine. It's still a ritual. But we can either do a ritual. Usually rituals have a concept that they're repeated. Just like when we talk about secular rituals, for example, we have a birthday cake and we blow out the candles. That's a ritual that everybody, most people do, right? And so When we have that ritual, we do the same thing every year. We put candles on the cake and we blow out the candles every year. That's something that is done repeatedly. And that's sort of the hallmark of a ritual is something that's done with a little bit of repetition. We can do a a ritual one time, of course. Getting married 
for many people is just a one-time ritual. But birthdays and um, things like that are repeated rituals. Holidays are repeated rituals. Sometimes we can create a ritual or we are indoctrinated into a ritual. You did an event blowing out the candles on your birthday cake. You were raised probably with blowing out candles on a birthday cake, right? And so that was something that you were indoctrinated into. You can create your own rituals. Sometimes they just happen on our on their own. Maybe you start putting oil on yourself for a spell one morning, and then you start doing it every morning because it feels good and it works and it helps you. And so that can be a ritual that just sort of evolves out of something working for you. Other times we might want to create our own ritual and plan a ritual. So we don't have to take the rituals that are handed down to us. We don't have to... Um, do a ritual that someone has written down. We don't have to, um, you know, let it happen. We can actually sit down and plan a ritual before we are going to do it. And if you're going to plan, you should start by reflecting. And there are a few questions that you can ask yourself when you're creating a ritual that will help you to get centered and focused and to really create an effective ritual. The first question you want to ask yourself is, what is the objective of your ritual? A ritual should have an objective of some kind. Maybe the objective is celebration. Maybe the idea is that you are um, moving yourself forward in some direction. Maybe it's um, that you're going to attract something. Maybe it's go you're going to cleanse away something negative. So what is the objective of your ritual? That will be your very, very first question that you ask before you start creating a ritual ahead of time. Now, when the next question, once you get your objective in mind is, do I want to do a simple ritual where I can just do it super quickly maybe something you do in the morning before you go to work and you want it to be super quick? Or do you want to create a ritual that you spend some time and energy to, to create that space? Maybe it's a little more complex, has more subtlety, has more customization to your situation. So there's no wrong or right way, but it's what works for you and what works for your life. So deciding, simple or complex. Next thing to decide, how much do you want to spend on your ritual? And when I say spend, I mean, how much time do you want to spend on your ritual? How much money do you want to spend on your ritual? How much energy do you want to spend on your ritual? Do you want a quick and easy one that you don't have to think too much about? Or do you want to bring a lot of focus and a lot of energy and a lot of um, intention to your ritual? No right or wrong way, but just something to think about. Do you want to do your ritual publicly or do you want to do it privately? Public rituals are fine or doing it, even if you're doing it by yourself, you can do it out in public. You know, you might want to go down to the ocean, for example, and, and get into the water to cleanse yourself. That could be a publicly viewable ritual, but you're doing it on your own. Do you want to do it in a group or do you want to do it by yourself? Do you want to do it out in the world or do you want to do it privately inside? That's another thing to consider. Lastly, you might want to ask yourself, do what you want to do your ritual based on some other familiar ritual, or do you want to start from scratch and invent something entirely new? Again, either one works great. If you want to start with something you already know and is already familiar, you can start there and then add something to it or customize it in some way, or you can completely start from scratch. 
So I'm going to talk to you now, as I mentioned before, I'm going to talk to you about a basic candle spell ritual. Basic steps of a candle spell can be sort of outlined like this. This is when I talk about starting with a familiar ritual. This is a familiar ritual to many of you who have done candle magic. But you can change things around. You can move things around. You can do it in different order. You can eliminate things. You can add other things. You can change other things. So think about this in a way of how you would do it the same, differently, add to it, subtract from it. But this is a good foundation. So the basic steps of a candle spell are first, writing out a petition paper. You don't have to do it first, but if you do it first, it helps you to focus, right? You don't have to have a petition paper, but if you have one, at the beginning is a good time to start with that. Then you might write out your spell words. What are the words that you're going to say? Your incantation. Now you can take an incantation that already exists or write your own. Then you're going to clear and prepare an altar space to light your candle, some space that you're going to set that candle on. Then dress and bless your candle. Place the candle on the altar. Put the petition paper underneath. Focus your energy. Then speak your spell words and then light the candle. When you go to sleep or leave the house, you snuff the candle out. When you come back or you wake up again, you light the candle again. You burn the candle till it's complete and then you dispose of any remains. That is a complete foundation of a candle spell ritual. That's a ritual. It's got steps. They make sense and you do them in a certain order. But you can adapt this. You can do other things. You might want to light some incense before you get started. You might want to eliminate the petition paper altogether. You might want to um, sing a song instead of doing an incantation. You might want to put some music on. So there's lots of things that you can do to adapt an existing ritual and customize it to yourself. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you step-by-step how to create a ritual. But before I do that, I've got a great announcement. Speaking of candle spells, how would you like to win a free spell kit from my shop? Each month, we give away a different beeswax candle spell kit to one lucky winner. These candle spell kits include everything that you need to cast a beautiful candle spell. They come with a beeswax figural candle, spiritual oil, herbs, and complete step-by-step instructions. For August, we are giving away the Mermaid Magic Candle Spell Kit. It's valued at $44, and it's a beautiful spell kit. You can call in the magic of the mermaids for your spells of attraction, love, protection, beauty, abundance with that beautiful Mermaid Magic Spell Kit. The mermaids are the spirits of the seas, lakes, and waterways. They embody the element of water and all that is associated with love, dreams, psychic awareness, spirituality, cleansing, and attraction spells. The spell kit includes, as I mentioned before, a beautiful handmade beeswax mermaid candle. It has herbs and curios, including shells. We were talking about shells earlier. Shells to support your spell intention. It has the perfect spiritual oil for your intention and complete instructions for the spell work. All you have to do to win this is go over to magicgiveaway.com and enter your email and you'll be entered in the contest. No purchase is required. 
anyone anywhere in the world can enter to win this gorgeous beeswax spell kit. All that is required is that you're over 18 years old and that's it. And I think you're all over 18. So go over to magicgiveaway.com and sign up and you can be in the drawing. Every month we have a new drawing. So you can sign up each month, one entry per person, sign up with your email. And then next month we'll have a new one and we'll announce it in the beginning of September. So even if you're listening to this way later than we're recording it, there's a spell kit over there that you can win. So go to magicgiveaway.com. All right. So let's talk about how to craft your own ritual step-by-step. Just like I was telling you with the ritual of candle magic ritual, how it goes step-by-step, we can get into how to create our ritual. So again, first thing you want to think of is your objective. Next, you might want to think of the type of spells or rituals that you already know of that could go with this objective. Oh, I'm feeling really down. I'd like to feel happier. What kind of rituals or spells do I know that could make me happier? Hmm. I could do a cleansing and cleanse away my sad feelings or my negative feeling or my anxious feeling, right? That could be a ritual I could do. Or I could use a burnable, I could use burnable herbs and and sense myself and wash away that negativity. That could be a ritual I could use. So you think about the types of spells and rituals that you already know that would go with the objective that you're trying to do. Next, you think about your objective. Does it have, is it something that has an end date or is it ongoing? What do I mean by that? If you're doing a ritual to graduate with straight A's, there's a graduation day. There's going to be a day that you get your report card. So it does have an end date. Maybe you're doing a ritual to bring in more prosperity. That's ongoing. There's not going to be a day that you go, I've got enough prosperity. So you have to think, is it something that you're going to be doing continually or doing for a long time? Or is it something that you're going to be doing once and done because there's an end date that is sort of inherent in the objective? Next, you can think about some symbolic elements that you want to bring in. If you, you know, think about like herbs or um Uh, talismans or colors or all those different things that we can bring into our magic. You can look them up. I mean, the Book of Candle Magic has a ton of references for looking things up in the back that can help you with that. Or you can just listen to your own intuition. Hmm, I want to spell so that I can feel happier. Daisies feel like a happy flower to me. I think I'm going to bring daisies into my spell. You can listen to that intuition, okay? Don't think that you have to look everything up trust your own intuition about things. So let's talk about an example. I'm going to give an example of a spell plan that where we start to break this down and it will help you to understand what I'm talking about. You can bring in more than one element to help with your intention. So let's say, for example, you were doing a spell for reconciliation for a romantic relationship. You had an argument and now you want to get back together again. So if you were going to do that, you might have more than one objective. For example, you might want the other person to forget about the argument. You might want to also have the objective that you want your relationship to be strong and solid. You might also have another objective that you want the romance in the relationship to come back. So those are three little objectives within the bigger objective of reconciliation. 
So you can bring in things into your ritual to support these things. So if you were working, let's say, for example, let's say you thought, hmm, this seems like something I'd like to do with a candle spell. So I'd like to bring in something so that they forget about the argument. So I'm going to bring in poppy seeds, which are known to help people forget about things. I'm going to bring poppy seeds and sprinkle those around the candles so that the other person forgets about the argument. For your objective, you want the relationship to be strong and solid. You might use four support candles because the number four represents strength and stability in numerology. And so that's an element that you're going to bring into your ritual. And let's say you wanted to bring the romance back into the relationship. So you could think about, well, what could I use symbolically for that? Ah, the color pink. Pink is for romance, heart-centered relationships, love. And that could be a good color to use for your candles to get that really in this beautiful place. So once you determine all those little elements that you're going to bring in, one element or more elements that you're going to bring into your ritual, now think about how often you want to do this ritual. In this case, a reconciliation has an end date. You're going to do it and then stop when you're reconciled again, right? Or you might do it once and let let it marinate and then maybe do it again if it doesn't produce the result that you want. Think of how long and how often you want to do this ritual. It might be monthly. It might be weekly. It might be every six months. It might be daily, you know, so think about how often you want to do that. A candle ritual, you're probably not going to do daily, but putting oil on yourself, you could do daily or saying an affirmation, you could do daily. Then you're going to get started with the ritual. And as you keep going with it, if you do it more than once, you may find that it evolves and morphs into a new ritual. And that's okay. So you may start out doing a cleansing bath and then you may say, oh, in my cleansing bath, I started doing the cleansing bath. And then I started feeling like I wanted to put some oil on after I took that cleansing bath, a protection oil or something like that. So If you find that your ritual evolves or morphs or changes as you continue to do that, that's okay. So to wrap this all up, there's some important points here. Number one, you have permission to create your own magic rituals. Trust your intuition. Trust what works for you. You don't have to take something that someone hands down from you, even me that I hand down from you, and do it verbatim. It's a great place to start, but you can customize it or you can create it from scratch. You can start with one that you know, which is a great place to start. Start with a ritual that you already know how to do or you've learned how to do and then modify it. And then as you start to feel more confident in your um, ritual creating abilities, look for opportunities to create your own ritual. Oh, this is what I want. What would I do to um, reinforce that intention? And that's how you create a magical ritual. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you'd like to get even more info about all these things about um, ritual and magic, then check out the learn page over at the Parlor of Wonders where you'll find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, articles, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes. And you'll also find the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party that takes place every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorwonders.com and click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there.
I want to say thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. You guys are amazing. And I want to say thank you to the beautiful, beautiful people who have left reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Those reviews really help get the word out to the wider world about the podcast. And I so appreciate you taking the time to do them. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. Thank you to my beloved Manfred Hofer for announcing. And thank you to you for joining me, whether you're here with me live on the or you're listening to the podcast later. And I'm looking forward to the next episode when we'll be answering the question, how to decide your spell timing. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Too bad.